Good afternoon. Welcome to the Small Business Support Group. It is Tuesday, the 7th of July. Good afternoon to you. Who do we have in this morning, this afternoon? Just try and concentrate, Matthew. Andy Moore is in. Morning, everyone. Or should I say it's an afternoon, everyone? Yeah, that's it. Morning, you two, grads. How we doing? Hello. Are you, mate? You all right? Excellent. And we've got uh, Mr. Linton, who's dropping in and out. Has he frozen again? I think that's frozen, and he's gone. Excellent, right? Super. He's in a bar. He's in a bar. He's in a bar. He was. He's gotten there fast. He was on the growth network in about about half an hour ago. He must have run around the corner. Um, what well, today? I wanted to talk about what uh, we, which we, we need to talk about it today because obviously we have the business growth network on tomorrow, uh, and so most of you on our screen there we'll be visiting that won't you uh, and hopefully broadcasting live um i'm just going to take mark off the screen there because he's uh, he's lost his picture uh so i want to talk about what the chancellor exchequer is going to be talking about today which is uh, a whole scheme is getting to move the house market along which is two billion pounds to insulate your house seems a lot of insulation um and also the removal of stamp duty which is uh, going to be interesting oh really? uh, yeah yes i've got a whole list here i did think it was today because the way they were reporting it it felt like he was doing it this afternoon but it is tomorrow uh he's actually talking about it so we'll uh, we'll talk about that in the moment andy have you got anything to uh, talk about i wanted to talk about um uh the disparity in restaurants and bars um in their their precautions for covid19 um okay. Okay. Which, which is 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 interesting, um, and how that these bars and restaurants really are not helping themselves get what little business there may be out there, and also reassure their customers that they're looking after their uh, health and well-being. Okay, great. We'll talk about that. Uh, Grant, have you got anything? Yeah, I mean, I can Today? chip in with that. I've got something I want to talk about, but I'll I'll bring it up if we've got time. So, um, okay. We'll see how it goes. And by the way, Bruno. Bruno's here. here. Bruno. Oh, yeah. My, my oh, younger brother oh, is joining yeah. us today. <laughs> Excellent. He's got a very cool haircut. It, it's, um, I think it's cool. You know, it's just, he's uh, looks like the fifth Beatle, doesn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is a little bit like that. Good morning, Darren. Afternoon, Darren. How are you? Good morning, afternoon. Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. Are you all all right? Yeah, yes. We're, we're all good here. We're getting a bit... Good We're getting a bit of rain in the, at the moment uh, in Birmingham. What's the weather like down in Bude? Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's it's uh, sunny and overcast. So just looking out my window. But yes, it's sunny and sunny, overcast. Sunny and overcast. That's, that's a good time. combination. Yeah. Same <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I think my weather, okay. weather reporting career is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't start that, whatever you do. No, uh, okay. <laughs> no it's no Shefali. Definitely not. Andy, so... Uh, Let's just to kick off with the pubs and restaurants because obviously we've got the uh, the business growth network tomorrow, which you all go into. Not Darren, obviously, but uh, uh, Andy and Grant are going to it, and, and Mark hosting it uh, at a Chinese restaurant. So let's let's talk about that, Andy. What do you want to talk about? Well, it's just uh, um, um, my son and his girlfriend. I dropped them into Solihull, and they went to Tap and Tandoor, which um, uh, I've got the procedures even down to a. Uh, a foot plate on the door where you can open the door with your foot. Um, that's attention to detail. And um, all of their staff wore visors. So um, there's no chance of uh, of them infecting you, your food or your drink. 
um, which is very good. And uh, 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 I confirmed with Grant last night, he went out on Saturday night uh, to the one of our local Haunted Curry uh, restaurant, Indian restaurant in, in Knoll, Solihull. Um, and that also, they were also wore visors. But I also went past a couple of other places in Solihull while I was waiting to pick him up um, and saw that um, another restaurant wasn't wearing any masks or visors, although they did have sort of social distancing plastic trees between the tables. And uh, another pub chain uh, by, a, by a large pub group, um, they were very much uh, on the ball. They were taking contact details. And then another national chain of pubs uh, were taking no details whatsoever. So there are a, a few disparities between all the different outlets. But what I would say to everybody who owns a bar or a restaurant, look, I'm a person that, vi that, that used to visit bars and restaurants several times a week. Um, and, you know, I will be going to bars and restaurants that I consider are um, looking after my safety and, and the customer's safety. So masks, visors um, I, um, are really important. Hygiene's important. Taking the contact details of people, I don't mind giving my contact details, uh, are also put in beating this spread of this virus. Um, you know, as the chief medical officer said yesterday, Chris Whitty, Professor Chris Whitty, this virus is still very much out there. Yes, we may have beaten the first wave. Um, some people are talking as if it's inevitable there is going to be a second wave. Let's hope not. But unless we stop, you know, start taking on board that masks and visors help stop the spread, we will not beat this virus. Um, you know, and the latest data is there are still a couple of thousand cases a day in the UK. France reopened its bars and restaurants and cafes when their incident rate was only 200 a day. We've reopened with 2,000 a day. So um, I won't go on about the government and the politician because we all know that it's irrefutable now. It has been a fiasco and um, hopefully they may have learned, but we will see. And I will comment further on that. Um, but there we go. Nearly had the alert go off then. Andy, yeah, I had my finger over the button just for the alert button. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that I mean, all the bars and restaurants that that have, have opened up, and the ones we have all been to because obviously I did go to the forest on Sunday, uh, for coffee, but it was how did you? Everybody's, yeah, I think everybody's quite relaxed about it again. It's quite relaxed. It's uh, you know, there, there, there was a certain pub. In our village, we won't name it, but they uh, were having a major issue on Saturday evening, I found out now, and uh, their their beer garden was rammed uh, with uh, with with people, no social distancing, and no one overseeing it either. Um, so I think that could be an issue, but I feel that, you know, we could, it, 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 I think we're dealing with it okay. Grant, you obviously went to the Allure on, uh, on Saturday night. Was it, it was Saturday night, wasn't it? You were saying about they had the names on the visors. Is, is, that, is that something? Yeah, no, I, 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 we're guessing that they did that so that they didn't mix each other's visors up. Okay. Um, but also, it was really useful because um, normally when I go into that Indian restaurant, I'm with Andy or you, and I'm, <laughs> I'm too drunk to remember their names. I think that's a great thing. So was it a full, a full visor? Yeah, so it's one of those plastic ones. And uh, I mean, they, face, yeah. they were great, weren't they? Um, it was pretty much all social distancing. Yeah. yeah. And it was nowhere near as busy, as I said yesterday, as it was supposed to be. But 
it didn't occur to me the whole time I was there to feel at all nervous or worried about the precautions that were taken. Um, yeah. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was so quiet. Um, but also, you know, they all, all of the cutlery was wrapped up. Um, they served the food in a different way. So effectively, they had, um, they had, all, they had all gloves on, uh, big plastic face mask. The only downside to that, by the way, it's a bit difficult to, to hear what they're saying. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they didn't pour the drinks for us. They didn't uh, serve the food the way they normally did. All, all of the, the the food comes in on a trolley. They took it to the back of the restaurant. They did pour like half a beer before they got to the table. They, oh, didn't, did pour, they? they didn't pour it at the table, but they did pour it right yeah. before we, before they got there. But I think all of this sort of stuff is um, it just it's peace of mind, isn't it? You know, uh, my my view is that you know if you if you're worried about this sort of stuff, don't go out. You know, and and if no. you're not. Um, you, you know, the, the, the precautions are there and you take the risk uh, like, like everybody else. But, yeah, the one thing I will say is um, I, we're in Birmingham again today. Um, given I was I was quite, you know, I was I was I was cur really curious to see what it was going to be like today. This is the first time I've been in, obviously, since the lockdown was lifted on pubs and restaurants. It's still quiet, guys. It's yeah, still yeah. quiet. There's loads you of. You can see you know, that. It's just quite, you know, I don't care what people say about, you know, um, the, 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 the lockdown um, not being observed or whatever. It's definitely been, you know, that people are not in at work. Our offices are still empty. Pretty dead. Yeah. It's like one person in the other side and then there's like a couple of people on some other floors and that's it. So regardless of what, you know, the hysteria is saying about Soho on a Saturday night, which, you know, was awful, there's still the vast majority of people... Yeah, look, there's Andy. The vast majority of people are still staying at home. Um, that you know, there's the, the three restaurants next door to us are all shut um, still. Um, and you know, the, if if social distancing and lockdown is what stops the spread, we're still in it in the UK. We're still we're still. There's, there's this is no, you know, if you imagine what this was like beginning of April, yeah, this office would have been rammed. Downstairs would be the, the street below us, full of people. You know what it's like, guys. And it's yeah. it, it's like a quiet Sunday. Mm. But this is, brings me on to something. I just this is one of the things I've been meaning to bring up. Uh, I think now is a good a time as any. The one thing I really noticed when I leave the office, having worked, so we were in uh, last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, last Wednesday. Um, and we leave. We left the office quite early last Wednesday. It was about half five. And we walk across the square where you've got the Birmingham Cathedral right in the centre, which is just literally a stone's throw from where we are. The atmosphere is just so chilled out. Yeah. There's load, there were loads of people. They were big, all sort of social distances. Yeah, it's just big groups of people sit standing around chatting, having a good time. It was just, just so chill, honestly. It was weird. It was like it, it's it's got well, it, it's the new normal, you know. In that these people were clearly all furloughed or you know not working. It was nothing like normally. You come into a city centre and it's hustle bustle, busy, people busy. bumping into you. Nobody's very friendly. Their heads down. They're working. They're stressed and all of that. It's absolutely tangible really you can t tell the difference a mile off people are just like they're all on holiday and i just thought there is that feel there is that not? feel isn't there <laughs> yeah. the, tr the trouble is that's going to change isn't it i think because 
It is. I know one of my nephews is on furlough till I think the first of August, which is uh, he's part of a logistics company, um, which is a long a long time really. I find that quite amazing that goes out that far. But the reality is, is they'll either come back off furlough or be made redundant. And I think at that point, I think when we get to about August time. We're going to start to feel some of the real, and in lots of ways, we'll feel lots of the output from what's gone on. And I think, going back to the pubs, you're right that the a lot of the publicans are doing the responsible things, and restaurants they're trying to do the responsible thing. I think the expectation for them to police it is immense. Uh, how how you expect them to be able to deal with um, the mad public, which is what it is. And again, I agree, Grant. It's quiet down here. We walked around, viewed. Uh, it was nice to see some life, but it's quiet. It's very quiet. But I do think that um, the the output of the likes of Soho and and the relaxation, we won't know until towards the end of August, and that will also tie in with redundancies, end of furlough, and what is we say the new normal. I think the new normal will start August onwards to the end of the, towards winter, and then we'll understand. I think the impact of the relaxation of people being. Unfortunately, I think uh, the one thing I do agree and disagree with Boris is that he expects people to have common sense, and you can clearly see that they don't. You know, you can clearly see a lot of people don't have common sense, and that's, that's my right. experience so far. And I think we'll see the output of that. I think there's people like yourself, um, myself, that, and, and Matt going out to the, to the pub for a coffee that are still cautious and trying to do the right thing, but there's, I think we're outnumbered. I do think we're outnumbered. The, uh, I had a message uh, last night from Ian and our Canadian friend, and he uh, sent out a message that, uh, that Ottawa, uh, the, the area of Ottawa, which, which covers uh, Toronto and, and surrounding areas, um, they are, it's mandatory from midnight, well, it's this morning, uh, to wear face masks. You have to wear face masks now when you're outside, uh, inside and out, it said. So uh, if you're outside your own house, you've got to wear face masks, and that's what they brought in. So it's obviously not over, and, it, we, we, and there's stuff that's you know, being reported, and there's little bits that you're picking up now, and you're sort of seeing, oh, you know, what's coming? Because as yeah. as uh, Darren just said, you know, what happened at Soho and the release of the, the the of of the crowds into the pubs and stuff like we won't know about that for a good month, I don't think. Um, and I think it's all going to come crashing down in September. I don't want to be negative, but it seems to be that whole point of the furlough scheme coming off, uh, the redundancies. It's it's all going to be quite negative. Yeah, the the other thing that that sort of you going on about the masks and and we're talking about business, it's quite amazing that that some people have really ran at, at even making masks to to you know um, make some money out of that side of it. But the the other one I read about the other day was the soap and the hand wash. And there's a there's a, a small business that decided to start making hand wash because they were so fed up of the extortionate prices, and they are now worth thirty million. They've taken thirty million pound. You know, selling hand wash for a fair price because everybody's gone to them because they're doing it for a fair price and it's some real good opportunities out there isn't it that's taken advantage of uh some of that sort of and i don't think that's dirty money well pardon the pun <laughs> it's very hey funny. hey but um but genius oh absolutely but uh yeah i think it, it is amazing it's some people's minds and to do it fairly as well to think people being ripped off so i'm gonna do it fairly and then people are utilizing that i think that's great absolutely great great business so things. uh as i say i wanted to talk about the um uh the the, the mini budget which we're going to get tomorrow uh and they've released i don't know why they do this now they just they release parts of the budget already before it's actually announced 
uh, which you know is weird, but that's the way they've been doing things. Um, and obviously, it's moving. It's 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 obviously it's not protection for the jobs situation. But what I wanted to talk about is there. This is a weird thing. Obviously, it was in the plan that two billion pounds uh, for uh, improving your home of you know, the insulation to make it all greener. So they're saying, and I'm just just flicking through it because it's quite a large document that came out about an hour ago. Uh, that if you let's say if you've got a house, an end of terrace house. Uh, which and you want to install cavity wall installation, um, and it costs four thousand pounds. You only have to pay thirteen hundred pounds, and the government will pay two thousand seven hundred pounds. So it, it, it's and also, if you're going to improve your double glazing, you can apply for this grant as well. And this is anybody, anybody can do this. And they've they put aside. I thought they were already doing that. No, they, I mean this is just this has increased. Uh, I mean this is. Uh, I mean, for the poorest sector, you can spend up to £10,000 on your house. Now, should we be spending this money when we've already spent £300 billion on this saving package? In terms of why they're doing that now. No, that's what I asked money. It's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, And also, they're, they're announcing this is speculation, so please don't tell this as read, but stamp duty is going to be abolished for the next few weeks to improve next few months. For uh, to get the house market moving again, yeah. So I mean that's good. I mean that's a, that's a, that's a temporary one, but it's all to do with the um, the zero carbon emissions for twenty fifty. I think that's what they're aiming for, and right. I think they I think they'd already had this money put aside uh, to start building on that. Um, but I've got I mean I've got crap double glazing here, uh, and you know where th these houses weren't built built very well, and the air can sometimes whistle through the wind can whistle through these double glazing units. So can I apply for it? I mean, I mean that's that's the interesting thing. It says anybody can. Is it means tested? So, oh, I think it's across the board. I mean, it's interesting. About it's across it. the board. I don't think it's, I don't what, think it's means it? tested. It's just a grant that you have to. Is it like a part? Well, to... This net zero um, vanity missions. Project. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you don't agree with this, do you? Um, I mean, it's all very well there, there, but where is the investment? To create jobs. Well, let so, me have a look. I agree with you there, mate. I'd much rather the money went into boosting the economy. Yeah, uh, that's right. At the, especially at the moment, a massive recession, and we need it, every bit of incentive we can. But the, it's creating jobs, investing jobs, creating jobs. Mind you, I suppose if people are spending money on double money, glazing, absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, it, it was. Could, it, but we need we need direct investment into industry, because at the end of December we'll be in totally independent country, and we need to rebuild our industries, right, and be self sufficient. For instance, did you know that we're buying electricity from from mainland Europe on on a, on a cable? Did you know why that? The, why is that then? Why is that? Well, because we haven't got enough generating capacity in the UK. Because under the green agenda, we've been closing down coal-fired power stations and not replacing them with anything else. Um, and therefore, we've got this cable right. under the sea. That's weird. Yeah. And also, the biggest thing is, we, as you know, is we bring in uh, gas from uh, Qatar. Uh, and what I'm saying is that, is that this pandemic has, has, has really made me realise, and lots of other people realise, who, who, who know what they're talking about economically, 
is we need to reshore everything, not rely on China imports, start manufacturing things ourselves. But sure farms, mate, that's what we need. True. Those things oh, are all farms. What we need yeah, actually. We need no, we need no tidal waves. We haven't got enough of those. Well, the projects are more efficient. We're an island. We've got lots of sea around us. We got lots of tide. It never stops. The tide doesn't, um, and it's more efficient than wind farms. Uh, but yeah, Swansea keeps getting blocked, doesn't it? Yeah, and that would be being rejected. It's, yeah. it's madness. I mean, there's no joined-up thinking here. And in the meantime, we've approved, uh, by my calculation, about probably a hundred now diesel generator farms that the government have buried. Um, excuse the pun, they have actually put land banks around them <laughs> to stop the noise. <laughs> um, what they've done, and they've kept it off the news because it's not very green. You know, a diesel generator, he's not going to... Well, according to you last week, mate, <laughs> you, you were banging on about diesel oh, yeah. last week. <laughs> no, 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 the diesel generators, I'm on about generating electricity. <laughs> the diesel cars... It's still, it's still an engine. The diesel generators. Diesel generators, there's no regulations whatsoever about them, by the way. Yeah, there's no ad blue in a diesel generator. Nothing, nothing. There's no, no it's, using, it's using red diesel, that is. Yeah, it's red diesel. It's using red diesel. And the problem is, they've done that. To, uh, now, in all fairness, I've had no choice because uh, in the winter, we have had not enough generating capacity. And this is where we don't like thinking long term. What we should be doing, it's ever so simple, self-sufficiency, right? For instance, I read recently about being green. Did you know that the... The growing of your own vegetables and fruit as or as in this pandemic has doubled, right, in the UK. Um, and that, yeah, because people, like to, I, just, I, I, wanna, I just I want to say something yeah. here. Yes, we have we've yes, grown we lettuce Correct. as I want to eat it though. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> My my dogs we around oh, yeah. the garden okay. all the time, yeah. and I right. I'm not eating any of that. Give me what something with pesticide on it. Just but again, again, this is what we should be doing: growing more food, becoming more self-sufficient, generating more power. And, and I'm all by the way, I'm not against the green power way we generate power. I actually choose my electric my utilities provider on the basis that they actually do provide so much renewables. Renewables is the answer because it's free. Oh, it should be free. We get charged for it, but it should be free, shouldn't it? Really? Um, but, you know, we might need to be self-sufficient on power generation, on food um, growing and, and production. We're bringing in so much, you know, 10,000 trucks a day are coming across the channel. But, you know? Andy, that's not new. That's not You're talking 1930s to just before the First World War. We imported 70% of our food. Seventy percent. We've never. We've not done anything different. We've always depended on importing. But now that we're an independent nation yeah. out of the EU, whether you like that or not, we should be thinking about that because, yeah. as you have all seen, if you've noticed, the prices have all gone up. Right. That's mm. also affected by the pound exchange rate. Uh, the price has gone up anyway because the pandemic and shortages. Even even the mighty Tesco. You know, I see their prices going up incrementally, just small amounts. But, you know, if they, as they always say, if they put a penny on a can of uh, Heinz baked beans, they make millions. Yeah, but the, tr the problem you've got, Andy, and, and I can see a, a great example here. What you've got in your ears, Matt, are they Apple? They are oh, yeah. Apple. Yeah. I don't even have to do a question, right? That's a stupid question. Of course. Okay. How much for yours, Matt? Oh, no, I've had a pair of them. 
I know yeah, exactly I know. what you said. What, what, what I'm saying 149, is... 149. 149. £12. Pound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how long <laughs> have you had them, mate? How long don't have you had them? Oh, I don't know. A month. But don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're cheap. You've got, about another, you've got about another two weeks on those. But my point being... Is that the, the point being is that we will always buy, want to buy cheap, we want to buy one pound Primark top, um, we want to buy, and, and the social impact to that, who makes that for £12? How is that even makeable for £12? And socially and ethically, we'll never, we'll never change, unfortunately. And also morally, we think we've got the moral high ground of, I'm saying, oh, there's some poor lad in China sitting down on a floor making these, you know, with their bare hands or whatever else, and I think I've got the moral high ground. Oh, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure if your hat's probably made by the same lad. But um, but the thing is, is that we have that moral high ground. But the reality is, we don't live within that culture, within that country. And but it is really hard. We will always want if we if we grow and produce our own produce, it will cost us, and we don't want to pay that. And that's the challenge: is that we don't want to pay for us to be able to produce and uh, our own food. Uh, our own we, we want to buy in bulk and we want them cheap 12 pounds that we can throw away after which is morally wrong again you know like matt said they might last me might last me six months but i won't worry about it because they only cost ah. me 12 quid <laughs> well there, there's a test we'll see let's <laughs> see how long they last i've got yeah. it in my car that i bought and they, uh, they lasted about four weeks modern methods of manufacturing food production you can actually grow stuff as cheap now as importing i don't um, believe it yeah. <laughs> don't believe uh, i'll tell you for why we've got um i can't reach it without my head falling off but i've got a lean steer part for my segways and one of my customers broke it the other week yeah. and i was like i can't believe they broke that and if i was to buy that from segway i'm talking 300 pound and when i look at it it's an engine it's got an led lighting it's sprung it's well engineered it's got a sensor in there it's a big piece of metal um well you know a, a, a really nice bit of kit and i think it cost me 25 pound and I was just thinking, there is no way on earth. I've got friends in Birmingham who've got metal foundries. There's no way on earth that that can be made for £25 without something ethical not being right. It just can't. It just it well, can't be done. Well, but I took it. Was, it. I've been in all my life around engineering companies. My friend runs a high-precision engineering company in Birmingham, has done for 30-odd years, right? And he makes parts for planes, believe it or not. And he makes an actuator for the wing of a 737. Right, and because he's invested in high tech machinery, he actually makes that cheaper than they can in the Philippines. Right, right now, of course, it needs big investment, and that's what I'm talking mm. about investment that the governments haven't done for decades. Right, they've let everything be sold off. You know, we've got I mentioned the other day, we've got an empty factory coming up soon in Honda, the Honda factory in Swindon. The government should be buying that and building its own electric car plant. Right or car battery plant, or something like that. You know, as I keep saying, the country that invented the tank doesn't make them anymore. The country that invented the first nuclear power station doesn't build them anymore. The country that was at the forefront of aviation doesn't make a complete aircraft anymore, right? Unfortunately, what everybody's forgetting is the elephant in the room, Brexit. At the end, on the 31st... Okay. On the 31st of December, we will be an independent country. Right? Off. right. I, I, I like the thought of an electric Austin Allegro, though. I think we'll, we'll do a nice electric Austin Allegro. We will be an independent And if you know, we, I, I, Andy, Andy, stop. And stop. stop. Right. We'll have a problem. 
It was your fault, Matt, with that two billion pound. But Sorry, right. yeah, I, still, I shouldn't have started it off. I mean, I, I just want to let's just go back to <laughs> what uh, Darren was saying. I'll well, mute you, Andy. I'll mute you. Can I just say something on the political point because I understand there's something. No. What you got to understand is politics is part of our life and business, and it affects every aspect of our life. And we must may not be afraid to discuss it, right? Okay. Because it is very much a part of what's going on at the moment. And if our politicians don't get it right, it affects every single person in the country. And that is what we're talking about. And business needs to be pushing and influencing politicians. because And there needs more business people in politics, actually, because there's not enough. We, we, we don't want career politicians because they have they'd have no experience. But that's what and we must not be afraid of talking about that. As I said, Brexit comes up on the 31st of December. It's happening. So Darren was just talking about those headphones there, uh, yeah. which are made in China, I suspect. But we have our own issue in this country, because if anybody saw the news yesterday uh, with uh, Boohoo, who are a fashion warehouse, um, they're being investigated uh, that claims that staff in their Leicester factories are only being paid £3.50 an hour to produce their clothes wow. uh, and, and package up the clothes. And they've got no uh, uh, proper uh, COVID-19 uh, equipment either, and there's no social distancing. So don't always say it's that lad in China who's obviously very clever because he can make those headphones and Grant's cap. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's quite versatile. But the the... The, the, it's happening in this country as well. Yeah. There is modern, not modern slavery. The Grant's checking now. Let's just have a look. Where's it, my Grant? China. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Has he signed his name on it? Yeah, it's the same person. <laughs> it's the same person. But we've got modern days as such slavery in this country as well, which which, which I, I don't know how we get away with it in this country. But it is all driven by consumers Consumer. wanting cheaper Absolutely. products. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's that's the problem. And we hide to the cost of it. It's the packaged meat situation, isn't it? Where I've got a nice piece of steak packaged up, but if you've got to go cut it off the animal off the side, I don't want to have it. I don't want to know where it comes from or what it is. It just looks oh no, nice I don't want to see that. No, no, absolutely. No. But that's the same with this consumerism. Is that we we buy something we don't want to worry about that. We, we, I don't know if you've all seen the videos. I don't know how true they are. Um, we've we've um, a family in India or whatever, a, a group of people in India all making face masks on the floor, dirty floor, whatever else. It's a bit of a, a hit at them, to be honest. But nevertheless, that sort of stuff does happen. And we don't know that. We don't see that. We don't understand. And sometimes our rubbish, our rubbish, there's people throwing waste over in India into into rivers. And But that's probably our rubbish that we've exported. We don't want to see that. We just want cheapness. And we have to have some moral compass about all this stuff that we buy. And I think we've we've become a throwaway nation. Matt, in Bullock Sci-Fi, we repaired things. Didn't we? We, we, and I, I've we did repair things, yes. yes. I, I've, I've recently repaired an LCD TV, and it was a capacitor and it, in the power board. And I, I used my old skills from Bullock's Hi-Fi, and that cost me 40p for a TV that would have been down the tip. But that's People don't what want to do. do that, though. They don't want that's to do it. We, do. we throw them away. It's a, it's a bad culture we live in. Oh, I, I sign up to it. <laughs> it is. Well, it's, it's, it's very true. true. Not Boohoo themselves. It's a supplier that they're talking about. It's not boohoo themselves. They don't. They, no, that's but, right. No, it's it's. But they're being investigated because it's their yeah. products. Yeah. I've got the same issue. controversy with Apple. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Sweatshops a while ago. So, so they just. They're, that's even worse, isn't it? If they're if Absolutely. they're using sweatshops and then and they then. All, I mean, you know, 
marginalised. Massive profitability. <laughs> Most of them make them in Bangladesh, like Marks and Spencer. You know, they're making stuff in Bangladesh and Turkey and stuff like that. It's all, it goes on all around the world. Unfortunately, it's the way it goes, like Darren's saying. We want the cheap prices. That's true. Yeah. Uh, right, Grant, did you want to touch upon, I mean, we, I think that's all the subjects we wanted to cover. Did you want to touch upon, you wanted to bring some table? Or was it, uh, you want to hold back? Um, I tell you what, you mentioned about the stamp duty. Um, I think that's an interesting. I've not, not heard that. So you're going to cover yeah. that tomorrow, are you? Well, we will. Do, well, hopefully. I mean, obviously, uh, hopefully, Darren, we had a join me tomorrow because obviously, Grant, Andy, and uh, Mark will be at the, uh, the, the the growth network and hopefully broadcasting live and showing us what it's like there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think what we'll do is we'll wait till after he makes his statement, which is I think it's tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. I think he's making the statement. Uh, and we'll, we'll probably cover that on uh, on Thursday. But there's several things that have been mentioned. The, the most ridiculous one is that everybody in the country is going to get a £500 voucher. <laughs> really? Oh, do you know That's what? I'm just going to put knock-off uh, AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're selling for £99 on, the, on, uh, on eBay. Just yeah. on that, you do say it's ridiculous, but did you know, uh, you may not know this, in Australia, where half my family live, my daughter's there, um, during the financial crisis, every single person in Australia received a thousand dollar check from the government to spend. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, so it's not that stupid, then, is it? It has been done before. It was actually muted in the financial crisis in the UK when they were pumping the billions into the banks, which really gave us very little benefit. Uh, they just yeah. paid themselves a lot more salary <laughs> and bonuses. Um, <laughs> Right, and never lent any to business. Um, uh, but that's another story uh, for another day. But that's what Australia did. $1,000 to every citizen. In fact, in modern... Yeah, what? Well, yeah. well, it was then, but it's less now. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. It's it's one of the things that's been said along and along with the, uh, oh, the stamp duty being squashed as well. Do so. you know what they should do? They should make it a voucher for restaurants to try and... Or, or theatres. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good idea. And that, and that way, you know that the, you, it's going to go to the right place instead of. Uh, but you have to be, yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, because could be, it could be airlines. Um, because the. Uh, oh, that's, the talk, mate. that's just reminding me. Oh, what's that? Morning on um, Lorraine. Oh, no, he do not watch Lorraine. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> watch much, and he goes and watches Lorraine. I put breakfast TV on this morning, as I do sometimes, just so I can try and participate in some of your, your topical <laughs> debates. And it said, oh, Lorraine is going to be talking about going away on some holiday this morning. So I tuned in at 25 past nine to see what she had to say. And there was a guy who'd flown over to France and he was a, uh, the, the kind of roving reporter. Um, who was a, he, he, was a, he must have been in, I reckon he's in his late 50s, early 60s, this guy. And he'd flown over to France and he was in the south of France from a hotel doing a broadcast, discussing whether people or not should be going on holiday. And exactly as been reported to me with my mate who, who spends time over in France, he took his his pad and he walked around a market that was in the south of France and, it, and, and he was having a cup of coffee and he said, when you get here, people are welcoming, nobody's wearing masks, nobody cares whether you're British or anything else. He said, it's just like being on holiday normally. People should go on holiday, was his message. He said, you... If you're worried about getting on a plane, drive over. Um, but for, for, I got my wife to watch it because 
she's been you know concerned about whether we're going to end up getting interrogated at the border he said in Heathrow it was kind of he had to fill out forms and stuff soon as he arrived in France nobody cared that they, they were just come on in come on holiday and and it was just like normal because they want to get the tourism economy going again well that's mm -hmm. exactly it exactly right Bruno exactly right yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what they. If you look at the map, because I'm going to France towards the end of August, driving over, and where we're going down the Loire Valley, if you look at the map there for their instance, they've had very little in the rural areas. Yeah, this was so, south of France. I can't remember the name of the town, but it was um, south yeah. of France. You know, um, yeah, where where you're talking about, my mates around that sort of area, and and they they carry on as normal. So. You know, I think anybody that is, you know, concerned or holding back, we we've got to start. We've got to start going on holiday. If you're thinking of going on holiday, we've got to support. We've got to support the airlines. We've got to support the hotels. We've got to support the tourist industry. Um, you know, if you if you're vulnerable, obviously don't. But if you're not vulnerable, there's nothing stopping you doing it. If you can afford right. to go away, I think we need we need to get. We just got to stop being bloody. Scared. Scared, yeah. <laughs> Interesting though, Grant, you, you say the safer France of all places. Uh, see, it's saying like they're a little bit um, lackadaisy about things, as in nothing's really happened. But where do they border? They border, Menton or Monton borders Italy, who's been absolutely annihilated. So it's interesting that somewhere connected so closely by a land border mm. seems to be not really paying much attention to it. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, they, they shut the borders for a bit, though, didn't they? That was the thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, they stopped people going across. But it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage people to go away in this country as well, just to spend their money in this country, as well as, you know, get, getting the flights and stuff like that. But um, my daughter, well, Bruno knows her, Catherine, that she was going down uh, to Salcom, down your end, uh, Darren. Yeah. I know it's in the on the posh side exactly. of the, uh, yeah, the ballistics out. Um, and uh, she wanted to get a train from Dorridge down to Salcom, return, Hundred and seventy-seven pounds on the train. Just why would that encourage anybody to to go travelling in this country? I think it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But they've well, got a coach. By the way, guys, I checked out my Christmas holiday uh, yesterday. Oh, I went and because uh, we go away at Christmas, it's cheaper at the moment. So to book a holiday, uh, it, it was. It was a few a few hundred quid cheaper than last year to, for my for my Christmas holiday to Tenerife. Tenerife. Oh, it's to Tenerife, isn't it? Yeah, um, and that, and um, you know I'm that close to booking it at the moment because the same hotel we stopped in last year, um, uh, I can actually get a ten day holiday for the same price as the week uh, at the moment. So they they've reduced costs. I don't know how long that will last because when I checked at the weekend, it was the normal price. They've reduced it this week, so I should just get that booked. But I'm going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to just go on the back of the back of that train travel is that obviously I'm booked for Iceland in October, uh, which we booked just as COVID started, and I, I, obviously they sent me a nice little email to say welcome back and that you can come and everything. Ninety nine pounds return, Iceland. I mean, you know, but they're charging you 177 pounds to go 170 miles down the road. Well, just disgusting. It is well, like 10 quid a pint when you get there. Though. I don't care. I'm looking at volcanoes. <laughs> That's the same in Sulcum, to be fair. It's 10 quid a pint in Sulcum. It is. It is. A, it is, a, it is a, do you call it Sulcum? I thought it was Sulcum. Sulcum, Sulcum. I don't know. Oh, you don't well, care. Well, it means truly we say Sulcum. 
Excellent. Right. So tomorrow uh, we've got the Business Growth Network uh, lunch, which Grant and Andy will be at, and Mark will be at as well. At the moment, He's... I'm still, I'm still oh. seeing how things pan out. <laughs> it's, you He's want checking to see. Are you going on the train or are you getting a lift? Oh, I'll go on the train. Okay. Get his, he'll have his oh. hazmat suit on. My married man driving to Birmingham. So, I'm just thinking if if he could give us a lift if you wanna. Oh, uh, if, you, if you if you wanna if if you're offering. No, what I'm thinking is if you're worried about getting on the train. Well, I, actually, I, I, the trains are pretty empty because a friend of mine went Manchester to London. He said the the other day, and he said there was about four of us in uh, on the train. He said. Mm. <laughs> um, so I I thought I'd try the thing. I'll have my mask on anyway. So. Oh. Um, Back over your head. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Bruno, that's a different thing. Sticking somebody in the back of a car with a bag over their head, that's not giving them a lift. Yeah, that, that's kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll be we'll be uh, following that tomorrow. Oh, Darren will be with back. us. Well, are you going into the oh. are you, you, oh, you sorry. sorry, it's not a social calendar booking. Matt, do you mind? We're trying to organize our social life. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, carry on. <laughs> Don't worry. Just, just you know, pick up the phone. Yeah, talk off air. That's it. That's the way. So uh, there will be me and Darren, and uh, we've also got Robin from the Business Growth Network from Ireland who will be joining us tomorrow as well, um, which will be interesting because he talks a lot. That should be interesting. But I think we'll uh, we'll rely on Grant to do uh, his reporting because he's very good at that, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to from yeah, Robin reporter from Chongying. He's in his uh, Chinese and. Uh, and drinking whatever you're going to drink tomorrow. So thanks a lot to Andy. Thanks a lot to Bruno and Grant and Darren as well. We will see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. See you tomorrow. See you guys.